Hey now, this is your host, Maddie G, and welcome to the Champs and Chins MMA podcast, where I'm coming at you live. Hey now, how's everyone doing today? It is a great morning to be podcasting. It is a great morning to be talking about the UFC, the landscape, the weight classes, what is happening. Um, as you guys are well aware, um, I posted on my Instagram that I've gotten a new microphone. I've got a new computer. I have new headphones. I'm taking this podcasting thing. I'm taking this MMA thing. I'm taking this UFC thing. Very serious. I am going all in on this. This is already episode eight. Can you guys believe that? I had a lot of people tell me, hey, Matt, you probably won't get to episode two, which was sad. But that did not happen. That was not the case. I think the podcast, I would say ever since episode five, starting at episode six, that's where the podcast has really improved. I think I found my flow. I think I found my rhythm. All exciting things here on the Champs and Chins MMA podcast. Make sure you give me a follow at Champs and Chins, all lowercase on Instagram. And episode eight will be an interesting episode. We are talking all about the women today. As you guys know, UFC 223 is a few weeks away. It's a little bit of a gap. It's a little bit of a waiting period. I hope it would be a one week sooner. But it's coming up, Khabib versus Tony Ferguson, Joanna Jacek versus Rose Namajunas too. As you know, Rose lost her belt. All very interesting things. But we are talking about the women fighters today. Um, not specifically why women, but um, these are just a few of the fighters, a few very important fights coming up that I feel change the landscape of MMA that changed the landscape of different weight classes. And that's the thing I find important. As you guys know, um, we're doom um, for, I believe, Volcon. Um, I wasn't impressed by that fight whatsoever. I just wasn't impressed. Whatever. We're doom lost. Volcon um, still has a lot of work to do. He still has a lot of improvement. I don't see him fighting Stipe anytime soon. So for me, that wasn't important. Again, it was a, it was, I believe it was a, it was, it took place in England, one of the fight nights. Um, again, that doesn't change anything for me. Um, we're doomed lost. That kind of gets him out of the picture for a while. So it's safe to, it's safe to say that if Stipe beats DC, he is the number one. Uh, you know, heavyweight fighter in the world. Of course, the argument's always, you know, when will Kane come back? We hear Brock Lesnar might come back. But at this point, Stipe right now is the baddest man on the world. Can't really be argued, in my opinion, of course. Now, for this show, we have a few segments. Um, The uh, very important thing I want to touch on is where the hell is our 125-pound women's champion, Nico uh, Montagna, I believe. Montagno or Montagno? Let me check here. Montagno. Nico, where are you? She 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 won she won tough. She she comes up. She she has the belt. Now what? Now what? I don't like could anyone care less? I know I can't. 
I'm talking about it. I'm talking about how I don't care. Me talking about it kind of shows I care. But where is she? N- not making any noise. Um, not not really saying much on social media. We're not exactly sure where her training camp is. W- w- you know what's happening with her. What's going on with her? Um, we haven't really heard. Uh, I I don't know. It's very. I feel like the UFC could care less. I feel like a lot of the a lot of the hardcore fans. I feel like it's safe to say a lot of the hardcore fans feel like she's not really a champion. She kind of she 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 won tough, which I guess is impressive, right? Um, it would be it can be argued that it wasn't the most competitive season, um, and that you know tough's on the decline, but she she did win. I thought it was kind of a boring fight. Um, it, once you get into like the very top of the of each uh, woman's weight division, like the top three, usually the top five, those are really the where the baddest women are. Those are where you're really going to see um, the women going for the kill. But a lot of the times, the issue is there's a lot of kind of sparring type of, of fighting going on, which you know, as a fan, uh, yeah. I'd, the argument is I never been in an octagon, but I, I also watch a lot of the UFC fights. I, I am a hardcore fan, like all my listeners are, and I do have an opinion, and it, and it looks more like sparring to me. Um, so we're gonna get into that. The next segment will be we'll, we're we're gonna be talking about Felice Herring versus oh god Carolina Kovacavich. I can't pronounce that last name. I'm just gonna say Carolina Felice versus Carolina. This is a this is going to be a huge fight right here. I'm very excited about that. Um, Felice Herring has been on a, a winning streak lately. It can be argued her last fight, you know, didn't exactly close the deal um, on showing that she's a top competitor. You know, that fight kind of went either way um, in the decision. Uh, we know Carolina lost to Claudia Cadea. Um, that really broke her, but she won her last fight. She's very happy about that. Um, you can tell she wants to be back in. She wants to be fighting. Um, and, of course, she won that by decision. Um, and then I apologize because my last episode, this is episode eight, so episode seven, I was supposed to talk about Joanna and Rose 2. I thought I recorded my entire segment but for some reason, it did not save. So I really apologize. However, I, 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 I did leave you guys with 30 minutes of material, 30 minutes of content. Um, so guys, please check that out. Um, we, we got a few listeners on, on Episode 7. So make sure you guys tune into Episode 7. Again, you don't have to listen to the entire thing. I listen to a few podcasts. Whatever, whatever catches my mind, I jump into I try to keep each segment under 10 minutes. Um, So again, if one interests you more than the other, go skip around, but make sure, please check out the podcast, recommend it. Um, I try to do something a little bit different than the average Joe. Um, A lot of these MMA podcasts are either super too serious or they kind of don't even touch on MMA at all. They get distracted and go on long rants. Um, And you guys know exactly who I'm talking about. Joe Rogan. <clears throat> um, you got. I hope you guys got that. Uh, what else do we have in my notes? That's pretty much it. And maybe we'll touch on the Russian hammer 
Arthem Lobov, the Russian hammer, the Russian hammer, born in Russia, forged in Ireland. Um, he will also make an appearance at UFC 223. So it's kind of focused on UFC 223. It's mainly focused on the women. And again, I am going to get into Joanna versus Rose 2 because I told you guys I would do that. I thought I recorded it. It didn't record on episode 7. So I'm going to give it to you right now on episode 8. Make sure you guys follow me at Champs and Chins, all lowercase, on Instagram. Give me a follow, and please enjoy this episode. Let's go. Yo, where you at, George? Where you at? That's what I want to be saying in the Nick Diaz voice to Nico Montano who is our 125 women's champion, but we have not heard from her since. So I don't know what's going on. Is she really a champion? Is she really not a champion? I guess she is. I mean, what's more important, someone being the champion or having fans respect you? Having fans respect you as the champion. Does that matter? I want to know what's happening. You know, I guess the the 135 pound division, the women's division, was a huge success. We already know that from the the I call it the Rousey era, where everybody thought Rousey was untouchable. Rousey was this MMA goddess who came in and and snatched arms and ripped kimuras and 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 always had the arm bars going. Was invincible. Could knock out Mike Tyson. Because Mike Tyson was talking some some trash. And the 135 was always popular. And then we saw kind of a slump. And we expect this in in the UFC. We we expect um peaks and valleys, ups and downs. Um, especially with so many weight classes. We saw it happening with a lot of the weight classes. For example, um 185, uh uh middleweight. Um and then I guess the 115, we uh, there is a you can argue there's kind of a, a a slow period right now, a slowing period. Again, Joanna was the dominant champion. It was a little more exciting, I guess. Rose shook that up a little bit. But um, besides that, you kind of have the top three, maybe top five girls kind of competing for that number two spot, which is fine. It's very interesting. Um, it was going to be a lot more interesting if Rose beat Joanna for the second time. That would really change the game up. I don't know how well Rose would do, but that's getting into Joanna versus Rose too. That segment. That's a little bit later on. Right now, we're talking about Nico Montano, right? Montano, and um, I don't know where she is. I don't think a lot of people consider her the one. Uh, what is it? The one twenty-five world champion. She came off the Ultimate Fighter. It was a mediocre season. It wasn't that great of a season. I think the best season was, I forgot which season that was. It was, I think, during the development of the 115-pound division. I forget how new the 115-pound division is. And it is really exciting. And that's really thanks to uh, Joanna Youngjacek for being such a dominant champion. But I believe that's when the 115-pound division was was pretty much formed. 
um, and Carla Sparza, I believe that was her season, and she won it. And that was a huge season because that's when you got a lot of the a lot of the I don't know if you want to call them stars, but more of the of fighters who are unknown fighters who got a little bit of star power from just being in tough alone. Um, for example, Felice Herring, who we're going to talk about, ver- uh, fighting Karolina Kovacavich, um coming very soon. Um, but I feel like Nico Montano, she she is not going to be able to defend that belt because the issue is, is that, okay, you say tough. I say that tough's a mediocre. It was a mediocre season. You're going to have a few of those girls um, who, you know, have their USA UFC debut. A lot of them got arm bars, but I can argue that their jujitsu game just wasn't strong. Um, So, you know, how good were those arm bars? How legit um, were those were those arm bars, but I just feel like, like for example, Val- Valentina, Valentina fought Amanda Nunes, um, didn't win the belt, which I thought Valentina won. Um, but now what happens when Valentina goes? Oh yeah, I'm gonna drop down, I'm gonna drop down to 125, and I'm gonna steal the belt. I'm going to steal the belt like stealing candy from a baby. That's how easy it's going to be. That's how easy it is. And I feel like Nico is going to be like, uh, 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 oh, uh, okay, you're, you're going to, you're going to take my belt. And, and Valentina is going to be like, yep, I'm going to rip that belt right out of your hands. And it is not going to be pretty. It's going to be, it's going to be a bad night for Nico. It's going to be a very bad night because as we all know, as it's been explained to fans that there are many levels to this game. I believe the first main time I heard that was with DC, Daniel Cormier talking about, you know, his wrestling. I heard from Joe Rogan talking about DC, about his wrestling, that his competition doesn't understand that. Yes, DC's a wrestler, but he's also an Olympic wrestler. There are levels. There is amateur, there's there's college, and then there's Olympic. And then with all those levels, there you get a spice. It's a little sprinkle of MMA in that, a little fusion of MMA, where you're a wrestler, you have all those traits. But now you have to incorporate the dynamics of MMA into that and how your wrestling applies to MMA. And Daniel Cormier has done that. So what I'm trying to explain is that I don't know if Nico has all those tools. I don't know if she has all that tools. It wasn't a dominant performance. Let me check here. How how did it? I believe it ended in a yeah, yeah, round five decision, unanimous. Like, um, ugh, I don't know. It, and it can be... I don't honestly, I don't even remember how the fight went. Um, all I know is I was probably snoring and asleep for it. Um, because it was pretty much a, a sparring match. Um, again, Roxanne Mata Ferry, I believe the last name. We all know Roxanne. She was in the, I, I believe that, that the Misha Tate Rousey Tough, she lost that one, I believe. And, uh, you know, she had a comeback. 
She got a little bit better. I don't know. She has like a personality, a little bit too much of a goofball. I mean, I appreciate the sense of humor. Um, you know, it's something a little bit different, I guess. But that's not I don't think that's how people want their world champions. They want a little they want a little bit of meanness. They want to I think people find that a little bit phony. Um, they don't take it all that seriously, which, you know, it doesn't help with the ratings, doesn't help get get fans pumped up and excited. And then the other big thing is now, let's say if Joanna loses to Rose, which we're going to talk about, Joanna versus Rose too. And let's say Joanna loses for a second time, which would be, to me, that would be a shocker. That, that would definitely be a shocker to me because I think um, Joanna could definitely beat Rose if they were to fight 10 matches you know, I think Joanna would honestly win the majority of them. Um, but let's say Joanna moves up, which I believe Joanna and Valentina fought maybe at 125, I want to say. I, I forgot where I heard that from. I know Valentina and Joanna fought. But the point is, Joanna, now what happens when Joanna moves up and she goes, oh, hey, Nico. Yeah, you know what? Valentina might not move down, but I'm going to move up. And let's see how that works out. Oh, boy. Once again, it turns out for a bad night for Nico in the octagon. And I don't think it goes her way. I really don't. Um, again, I was wrong with Rose versus Joanna too. I honestly thought Joanna would win that. I didn't think Rose really stood a chance. Um, Rose knocked out Joanna. Again, it can be argued it, it was a... You know, it was a bad night for Joanna. She'll be back stronger, and she's going to win. I just don't see Rose beating the competition Joanna has beaten, even though Rose is very young, which, again, young fighters, and I believe Nico, I can check here. I believe Nico, oh, Nico's 29. Okay, so that's a little bit older. But um, a lot of these fighters, it's really exciting when you get a fighter who's, like, Rose, 25 years of age. That's exciting because as a fan, that means she, these next five years, the next five years of her life, she's gonna prove she's gonna improve a lot. She's gonna be an even more exciting fighter to watch because she has so much potential. And as a hardcore fan, that's what we want to see. We want to see someone who has potential, and we've seen it. I talked about this on my podcast. You guys should go back and listen. I forgot which episode it was, but I talk about how awesome it is to have so much potential to be, have such young champions because there's so much potential for them to do such great things, even though they might like, for instance, like a Cody Garbrandt, he might lose, he might win the belt and lose his belt, but we know he's always going to be in that, that top three, um, that top three ranking. And he will always have a shot at the title. If he wins one or two, he's right back in it every time. And I just don't see Nico getting that win. I don't see Nico defending that belt. I don't see her being a dominant champion. Um, maybe a little bit down the road, but it's not going to be an easy path for her. So in the next segment, I'm talking Felice Herring versus Carolina Kavakavich. Make sure you guys stay tuned and follow at Champs and Chins, all lowercase, on Instagram, at Champs and Chins. Here we go. <laughs> Let's go. Versace, Versace, Medusa head on me like I'm the Illuminati. Woo! I'm getting pumped up right now because we are talking about Felice Herring versus Carolina Kavokavich. 
excuse that pronunciation. I'm going to just call her Carolina. Feliz for Carolina. It is happening. It is an exciting fight to be watching. This fight actually matters. It is taking place at UFC 223, April 7th, 2018. Let's go. I'm seeing a Versace over here because that's how pumped up I am. I am extremely pumped up. I'm extremely psyched for this to happen. Can Felice Herring pull this off? Can she pull this off? Four um, fight win streak. Um, one um, coming from a submission. The rest were unan- round three unanimous decisions. Well, two unanimous, one split. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. She got the decision wins. The last fight. I know against Courtney Casey was controversial. I actually thought Courtney won that fight. But hey, listen, Felice won. I'm not going to complain. Um, I first became um, a fan of Felice again through Tough. I do um, enjoy Tough. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The last two, the one with Demetrius Johnson, um, you know, finding the yeah, I didn't like that one. That wasn't too great. The last one again. I just want to rant about Nico uh, Montano, Montano, um, who once again not impressed with i think uh joanna and valentina are literally gonna bully her i think they're gonna um i think i think uh i think uh, nico's gonna be walking to the octagon with a belt they're gonna slap the belt out of her hands slap her and then walk away with the belt it's literally gonna be stealing candy from um an infant not even an infant from a newborn that's just the way it's gonna go down I can tell. I got a gut feeling. What do you want me to say? Feliz Herring. Can she do this? That's the question. You know, these tough stars, a lot of them disappoint. There have been a lot of great tough winners. For example, I'll give you Tony Ferguson. Look at him. But there's a certain skill level, especially with the women's division. You know, you know, it could be controversial to say, I really enjoy uh, women's MMA. I'm actually a huge fan of it. Uh, I would say Joanna is the greatest striker in the UFC, just technique-wise alone. However, um, Felice Herring, um, I think she's also called the Bulldog. Um, that's kind of the way she fights. Um, she's little little Bulldog. She's scrappy. Um, she's a strong wrestler. Um, again, her striking's okay. But again... Um, that that might be a little bit of a problem for Carolina. Um, I believe Carolina is a much superior striker. Um, Carolina uh, just won her fight uni- uh, unanimous decision round three uh, against Jody Esquibel. Esquibel can't pronounce that either. But what concerns me is she lost to Claudia Cadea, um, who we know has been a you know ranked number one for a long time. Um, you know what? It, it kind of reminds me of, let me see here. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a Frankie Edgar, Jose Aldo situation with Claudia and uh, Joanna, where I feel like, you know, Claudia is the wrestler. She's she's a strong jujitsu game. Um, and I feel like Claudia just couldn't get that win. I, it also sounds very familiar with Joseph Benavidez, right? Versus, um, versus Mighty Mouse. Um, just where these these guys, these women are kind of in that number one, number two spot. 
They're always kind of floating there. They couldn't beat the champion, but they don't lose. They're like a gate. Again, I talked about this multiple gatekeepers. You know, there's the late gatekeepers, the mid gatekeepers, and then the very top gatekeepers. And the top gatekeepers are probably the best thing because they're right at the, they're right up there. Any moment they can step up, any moment they get one big win, they get a title shot. That's just the way it works. Um, but Carolina, I believe, definitely has superior striking. But again, the wrestling, the wrestling of Felice concerns me. Um, you know, I, the way it'll probably go down is that Felice is going to try to take Carolina down. Um, that's kind of the way a lot of, I feel like a lot of Felice's fights go where, you know, she tries to stand right. Um, to, to show her striking. I hear a lot with, you know, when DC fought John Jones, where DC stood up, you know, you gotta, you gotta have, um, Jones respect you. DC had to have Jones respect his power. So he had, you know, and then, you know, DC has that dirty boxing too, which I love. He grabs behind the neck and he punches, punches with the other hand. I like that. But Felice is going to try to earn Carolina's respect. But I think Carolina is going to outstrike Felice. Carolina is very strong. She's very exciting to watch. It's important to remember she beat Rose in, um, in a round three decision which I don't remember that fight going down. I forgot about that fight. I'll be honest. It got fight of the night here. That I do not exactly remember. But hey, she beat the champion. So there's something to be said for that. Um, But she lost to Claudia. And we know Claudia is just waiting for that title shot. She's getting prepared. She's getting stronger. She's getting better. She's getting faster. Claudia is no joke. She is the real deal. And she is tough. She will not back down. She will not give up. She is not a quitter. She's going to give everything out here. Let's check on uh, Claudia. I'll give you guys an update here if this loads here. Here, Claudia Kadea, 15-3, and three, currently ranked number three. Um, Again, a really fun fight. I'm, I'm talking to you guys out of Jersey. I believe she trained in Jersey a little bit. I don't know where she's training now. I don't know if she's back in Brazil or not. Um, okay, so she lost to Jessica. That's right. She lost to Jessica Andrade um, September 22nd. Um, and, you know, she, we know she. I just talked about this. She beat Carolina and she beat Courtney Casey. So that's an interesting topic, too. Courtney Casey, she, you know, she was kind of this, like, upcoming fighter. Um, she was winning a few times. She kind of had a thing going for a little bit. Um yeah, I feel bad. All right. She's been winning on and off, on and off. Um, so, so much for that. But how this fight is going to go, I think Felice is going to try to earn Carolina's respect. Carolina is going to outstrike Felice. Felice is going to try to go for the wrestling, try to go for the ground and pound, try to go for a choke. Um, honestly, I'm trying to see who I want to pick. Honestly, I always kind of give it to the wrestler over the striker just because the striker the, the striker is kind of screwed if it goes to the ground, right? Carolina is very fast. Um, you know that that Polish blood with her and Joanna. Uh, they get back up. They're striking. Their technique is amazing. But I always try to kind of just favor the wrestler because I think – the striker is always in more trouble if it goes to the ground than 
um, and then the the wrestler getting punched because I feel like the wrestler, even though they they might take a lot of damage, they could kind of hold on to their opponent. They could kind of uh, grapple with them a little bit, try to reduce the amount of punches. So I feel like they're they're always a little bit safer. So that's what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with a uh, Felice Herring. I really hope she gets the win. Um, just because you know Carolina was up there, she she tried to fight Claudia. She lost to she lost to Claudia. Um, and then uh, and then Claudia tried to tried to get the win. Um, she lost to Dr- Je- Jessica. So I guess Jessica's the real competition in here. I didn't talk about her at all. But I feel like Jessica's the real competition, Jessica and Josh. And the only one to really beat her was um was Joanna. Joanna beat her. She did it. That was the scariest opponent. And you beat her. It reminds me of, of Robert Whitaker beating Yoel. The scariest guy. Even beat Jacare, too. I freaking love Robert Whitaker. The coolest name ever, too. The coolest name. Robert the Reaper. Whitaker, and if that's not cool enough for you, say it in an Australian accent like it's Call of Duty. You understand? That's a cool name. That's a bad dude. He's young. Robert's a perfect example, and I really believe Felice can do it. The issue is, is that a lot of fighters like Felice, as a fan observing, right, as a hardcore fan observing Felice, fighters like Felice, the issue is that, you know, they might go on these little win streaks And then they lose, and it all goes down the garbage. Not like she didn't give it a strong shot. Not that she's not a good fighter. Not that she gave up. But it's a matter of nerves, not being in that octagon long enough, not having those five-round fights. That that really concerns me. Caroline has been through the ringer. She fought a three-round fight with Claudia. She fought... Oh, what was that? I have to... You know what? I, I do not know that right now with Carolina. Let's check this out. Let's check out um, Carolina. Let's check out if Carolina was, was if that was a five round fight. I believe Joanna won that five round fight. It was a five round um, fight decision. Um, if we can find that right here, round five decision. Of course, Joanna won. So Carolina has that experience. Felice doesn't have that experience and her striking does concern me a little bit you know what it all comes down to how felice is how felice is feeling we know carolina carolina's got that polish that polish blood you understand me that polish fighter in her she's got that fighting spirit i have no concerns over carolina because i know she's going to bring it every time felice concerns me a little bit but listen she's been consistent four fight win streak yeah, um, that matters. That that means something. That really does mean something. And I'm gonna give it to Felice just because I feel like that really mixes up the division. Well, it stirs it up. You know, Joanna loses, Felice wins. Right, all of a sudden Claudia has a has a shot again. Carolina could get a rematch if if she wanted to, even if she lost to Felice. Now Felice might Felice is in line for that title shot. It it gets fun. That's the that's the exciting thing, especially when Jose Aldo um lost his belt. Because for years and years and years and years, you know, they, they couldn't beat Jose. Jose just beat everybody, and then now you're the dominant champion. It's like with the cyborg situation, you're a dominant champion and you have no one to fight. 
There's no one to fight you, and it's boring. And as soon as someone beats that dominant champion, all those fighters rank two, three, four, five, six, seven, all of them. The whole division gets sparked back up again. There's a fire that gets lit, a competitive fire, and all of a sudden we got we got people going back and forth fighting for that title shot again. It gets people pumped up. It gets people psyched. So for the next segment, sorry guys, this segment went a little bit long. I apologize, but the next segment we're going to talk about Joanna versus Rose 2. How will this turn out? This was supposed to be on episode 7, but now it's on episode 8, and we're talking about it next. Stay tuned. Hey now, this is your host, Matty G, and this is the Champs and Chins. MMA podcast where I'm coming at you live. Hey now. All right. This is the segment you guys have been waiting for. This is the fight that all MMA fans have been waiting for. This is happening between Joanna versus Rose 2. What happened, Joanna? You are our champion. You were supposed to be or Ronda Rousey. You were supposed to be what Ronda Rousey couldn't be. You are supposed to be the dominant champion. You were supposed to go undefeated. You are supposed to be the best woman fighter ever in history, period. But Rose knocked you out. So where does that take Joanna and Rose? Joanna has been such a dominant champion. I had her winning that fight with Rose. I really did. I had her winning. I had it going to a decision. I thought Rose would be aggressive with the takedowns. I thought Joanna would do the typical thing where, you know, she gets taken down. She's patient. That's the thing with champions. That's the, another thing I noticed between, with, with Joanna, her use of elbows. That Muay Thai style fighting. I absolutely love that. Another big fighter. You guys all know him. You guys all know the Notorious. The notorious one likes the elbow. He's patient. He puts out that hand. He keeps the distance. Same th- exact thing. Joanna just tends to do it a little more closed distance when she's against the cage to get out. She causes damage. That's the other big thing. You got to cause the damage. You got to punish your opponent. If your opponent has you against the cage, you punish her. You punish him, no matter who it is. You punish him. No matter if that's hitting them on the side of the head, anything, putting your hand in their face, it's all psychological warfare, too. It might not be damaging them, but it is psychological warfare, and it does work. Conor McGregor showed us that. And you want to try that. You know, you want to, I still believe, is very humble about it. She took the defeat like a champ. She was very respectful. Again, that UFC night, Michael Bisping versus GSP. Michael Bisping took it, the defeat well. Cody Garbrandt took his defeat well. Joanna took her defeat well. These were bad, bad nights for these young fighters. Bad night. But again, a bunch of new, new younger fighters rose to the top. You know, Michael Bisping, GSP, I guess, is out of the way. Um, but even Michael, Michael, it was a big moment for Michael because he had his comeback. He 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 was a champion. 
um, a controversial of who he defended the belt against, but he was a dominant champion. He did defend his belt. When I say dominant, I mean he defended it. He he didn't win the belt and just lose it. He was dominant. He he defended that belt well. Um, and so did so did Joanna, but it all came crumbling down. Um my my concern with Rose is that Joanna has 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 drove through her drove through her opponents. She she beat the number one, two, three, four, five. She she earned her she earned uh her belt. She earned those title defenses, especially against Jessica and Draj, which we talked about in the earlier segments of episode eight. Right, um, we talked about this in the segment with Felice versus Carolina, and then Nico Montano. Where are you at, Nico? I don't know where you. I don't know where you are. What you're doing? You're the champion. God, I keep ranting. I always forget where I'm going with it. Just the podcast. I, I rant. I want to get my thoughts out. Everything I know, I want to get out. I want to get out of my head. I want to give it to you guys. I want you guys to participate. Give me feedback. But the way I just don't see Rose beating the opponents that Joanna has beaten. I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it. Especially Jessica Andrade. She's so big for the division. Joanna, um, you know, broke her down a little bit. She was so fast, so moving. But, but she didn't slow down. That's the scary part. I figured Jessica would gas out at some point. She didn't gas out. And that's a huge issue. What are we going to do about that? Who's going to stop her? If Joanna beat her, Joanna loses to Rose. Who's going to stop Jessica? Rose's? You really think Rose is going to stop her? That's the part that concerns me. The part I really like about Rose is she's so young. She's so young, and a lot of the champions right now are so young. You know, Cody just lost his belt, but Cody Garbrandt, Max Holloway, um... Rose Robert Whitaker, 26, 27 years eight years old. I mean, come on. Khabib Tony, still relatively young guys. They're pretty much in their prime, though. But so much young talent. So that that's what gives me hope. If Rose loses and wins the belt again, she she will win that belt again. Her time is not over. Let's see how old Rose is here. Let's see, 25 years old. Are you kidding me? 25 years old, already a world champion, already knocked out the baddest woman on earth. So the real question, the things we have to think about is, will is Joanna, Joanna, sorry, switch back and forth, Joanna, Joanna, whatever. Will Joanna follow the same fate as Ronda Rousey? Did that punch, did that tap out two strikes? Did that have the same impact as getting head kicked and getting knocked and getting knocked out cold, getting stunned by Holly Holm? Will she carry the same path right now? She, she, I would argue no, because the way she handled the situation, you know, Rousey just talked on WWE and I'm going to talk about this the next episode. Cause I got a lot to say about that. I have a lot to say about that. Not cool. Not cool, Rhonda. What about what about your what about the, your MMA UFC fans who who had your back for years and years and years, and and you give some corny explanation 
in the WWE about, you know, how you lost. And you're explaining to WWE fans. How about you explain to us who actually had your back? That's real cool of you. Thanks. We all appreciate that. Still never explained yourself to us. Yoana did that. Yoana, Yoana took the loss as a champion. Um, you know, I follow. I try to follow all the so all the fighters on social media um, as much as I can. I haven't really seen too much activity. Maybe it's because she's not really champion anymore. People, you know, kind of pass her by. Like, oh yeah, she's doing all right. Like, um, she doesn't really have that as much hype as I thought she did before. However, um. She seems to be in good spirits. She seems hungry. She seems focused. And that's what I want to say. And the real question about her character will be if she loses. You know, she can win this fight. She 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 has all the potential to win this fight. I believe she is a, a better fighter than Rose. Now, the argument can be, yeah, but Rose beat her. Yeah, but overall, I think, um, well, you know, you know, I take that back. I think I think I should say Joanna is the dominant striker. I was argue she's the best striker. Um and she's the best striker. Maybe Rose is a little bit more of a better well-rounded fighter. Um but you know, you can't take Joanna down. She pops right back up and that's always disappointing um if you're her opponent uh cuz you used a lot of energy there and that was all for nothing. Um but Again, this is going back to, you know, the 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 fight with Joanna versus Rose, the first fight. Uh Joanna decided to come out with I'm the boogie woman. The boogie woman will get you. She's the boogie woman now. And you got Rose saying her prayer. That was very that was fascinating. You got you got Joanna, I'm going to get you. I'm the boogie woman. And you got you got Rose whispering. I I love this fight because at that moment it 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 was um it, there was so much contrast like the darkness like Joanna's the darkness uh Rose is the light uh you know just like um the the um the angel from hell versus the angel from heaven you know the darkness trying to creep creep over Rose and Rose just standing there saying her prayer being. Uh, like a holy, a holy shield protecting her. Seriously. This is why I love MMA. This type of stuff. It's like an English class. It's like, it's like a movie here. It's like a, it's a great story. And you, we know, we all know how that night went, right? Cody was talking smack. Bisping was talking smack. Joanna was talking smack. And what happened? They all got smacked. They all got snacked. Good versus evil. Darkness versus light. Let's go. The intro is absolutely sick. The piano. Rose playing the piano, which we, we which you know she talked about in other podcasts before. Um, how you know how she plays it and she enjoys it. That's something that um you know she finds comfort in. Um. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about this fight. I mean, it's it's going to be phenomenal. This this is definitely this this gets me pretty excited. You know, Khabib and Tony's the ultimate one. No, no, I'm never going to get more excited except 
when I see Tony versus Khabib, because this fight has to happen. Fans have literally been waiting years to watch this fight. But I'm telling you, Yoana versus Rose too. I'm excited because this is we're looking back at history with with Rousey saying, "Will will this be her destiny too?" We know we know Yoana doesn't want to fight forever. Eventually, she wants to stop. She wanted to go undefeated. She's not undefeated anymore. So we have to see where this takes her. I want. I think Yoana will win, but but I really I would love to see Rose win again. Because that would start a new chapter in women's MMA. That would start a brand new chapter. All of a sudden, you would have a Max Holloway versus Jose Aldo situation where Max Holloway beat Jose Aldo twice. If Rose can get the the win, the clear win, Max got the clear win twice. The fight pretty much played out the same. We haven't heard Joanna talk about any different game plans. You know, she hasn't talked about, oh, I might have done this, I might have done that. Um, that might raise a few red flags, right? You know, not not accepting, you know, accepting defeat, but not not really reflecting on what happened. Why did you lose? Was it all diet? Was it all the weight cut? Um, you know, you you got as a fan, you got to wonder about that. You got to question that. Um, but you, you Rose wins. It's a whole new chapter. All the fighters. That that lost to Joanna before they get their comeback, they get their fight now. Um, Jessica Andrade, you know, lost to lost to um lost to Joanna, but all of a sudden she gets a shot now. She has a title shot now. And Claudia, she's she's chilling back, waiting to see what happens. She gets to move forward now. She gets her title shot. Yeah, she maybe couldn't beat Joanna, but who? What? She might beat Rose. Carolina, she beat Rose before. All of a sudden, um, if Carolina beats Felice, oh, I apologize, people. You know, right in the middle of my freaking podcast. I appreciate it. Freaking phone. Um, I apologize. Um, yeah. So, and then all of a sudden, you have all these, you have all these fighters creeping up. Carolina, she she beats Felice. She gets a title. She she's up for a title shot again. It's all relative. It's all a matter of who the champion and who the champion has defeated. And if Rose knocks out Joanna again, we got some competition. And I hope, I hope, if if uh, if Rose if Rose beats Joanna, Joanna moves up a weight class. I also hope uh, Frankie Edgar moves down to one thirty five, which I believe he belongs. But that's a whole different story. Um, so yeah, I think Joanna will win, like I did the first fight. However, I hope Rose wins. That opens up a bunch of new opportunities for Rose at 115. That opens a bunch of new possibilities for Joanna at uh, at 125. Um, we know Nico Montano is in deep trouble. Personally, if she wins, if she's a dominant champion, I will, I will, I will, I will apologize and I will give her all the credit in the world. All right, guys, this is the champs and chins. MMA podcast where I'm coming at you live. I really hope you guys enjoyed my podcast. Again, I post every week. I'm going to try to up it a little bit, but really once a week, I give you guys a solid 30, 40 minutes of material. I hope you guys really enjoy and make sure you guys stay tuned and follow me on Instagram at champs and chins, all lowercase, all one word. Give me a follow. Peace.
thank you. <laughs>